0: Are you a motherless daughter? What if we told you we have 20 years worth of truth treasures, pearls of wisdom, and diamonds of hope to help you with your mother loss? We do, and we share all things mother loss on Nurturing Words, Voices of Experience, a podcast by the Motherless Daughters Ministry. Give yourself some self-care and listen as we discuss grief, regret, anger, redemption, closure, and so much more.
1: Hello, I'm Gladys Bell, your host for today. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Nurturing Words. It's December which means Christmas time is here. It's hard to miss the lights and cheer everywhere you go. They say it is the quote "most wonderful time of the year unquote. But for some, it can feel like the most lonely time of the year. For motherless daughters, we may be grieving the special traditions we had with our mothers, or we may be grieving a relationship that never was anything close to a Norman Rockwell painting. Either way, and no matter our current circumstances, grief has a way of resurfacing or intensifying during special times like Christmas. While in reality, many are struggling it can seem like we're the only ones not feeling merry and bright. Let's listen to remembrances submitted by Julie Thompson, ministry volunteer and blog writer, about her struggles with Christmas and how she finds joy amidst the pain. Christmas has always been my favorite holiday.
0: As a child, I have fond memories of going with my parents and younger brother to the Christmas tree farm. We would brave the cold and snow in search of the perfect Christmas tree. Once we got the tree back to our house, we would turn on Christmas music and decorate the tree as a family. I always looked forward to the Christmas season, and I loved putting up the Christmas tree. Now putting up the Christmas tree is bittersweet. While I still love the Christmas season, the holidays are very different. I no longer live at home with my parents and my closest family members are hundreds of miles away. I've always envisioned myself being married with kids, but that hasn't happened yet. So instead of cutting down a real tree and decorating it with family, I find myself putting up an artificial pre-lit tree and decorating it by myself. It would be easier to skip putting up a Christmas tree, but each year I choose to continue to do it because my Christmas tree is full of memories. Some ornaments were given to me by friends or students, but most of the ornaments are the same ones that hung on our family Christmas tree when I was a child. They remind me of Christmases full of excitement, happiness, and fun. This part is also bittersweet because now Christmas, and all holidays, are a mixture of joy and grief. The first time I remember grief slipping into the holidays is when my mom was initially diagnosed with breast cancer. With each holiday, I remember thinking, Will this be our last one together? Presence became less important to me as I started to focus more on being present with the people around me. All I wanted was more time with them. Nine years after her diagnosis, my family and I experienced our first Christmas without my mom. Grief didn't just slip in that Christmas, it seemed heavy, like a thick blanket of snow. But just as the Christmas lights glimmered in the night, moments of joy pierced through the darkness. Sometimes you just need a little bit of light to give you hope. Today, I don't feel weighed down by grief, but it still lingers. And I've learned that's okay. In order to grieve, you first have to experience love. And I'm thankful to have had a mom who showed me love. As I look upon my decorated Christmas tree, memories fill my mind. The memories may be bittersweet, but at least I still have the memories. My eyes always gravitate towards the top of my tree, though. There, underneath the angel, are ornaments that remind me of my mom. Even though it's hard not having her here, I know she's with the angels, celebrating the birth of our Savior in heaven, while I celebrate His birth here on earth. Someday we will once again celebrate together.
1: Thinking about that
0: always brings me joy.
1: We're going to take a short break to tell you about an opportunity, and then we'll come right back to the podcast. Wherever you
0: are on your journey of loss, the path to healing is ongoing. At Motherless Daughters Ministry, our services are designed for you and by women who are motherless daughters. Connect with a large community through our social media channels. Listen to the words of nurturing voices with our podcast and 4M4U YouTube videos. Consider one-on-one personal coaching for your independent needs or come together with other women like you in our monthly support groups or annual four-day small group retreat. If you are interested in helping other women like you, consider facilitator training with our Guiding Groups to Greatness program. Visit us at motherlessdaughtersministry.com for your healing or to be of a healing to others.
1: Now let's share some pearls from this presentation written by Sarah Lynn Wells, our podcast administrator. We thank Julie for sharing her story. Her beautiful imagery really spoke to my heart. I have felt that heavy grief this time of year. Just as she described, it can feel like a thick blanket of snow. That longing and sadness is anything but merry and bright. But when I'm struggling with Christmas grief and expectations for it to be a magical time, I'm often reminded of that first Christmas. It's easy to hear the story of Jesus' birth and start to gloss over the harsh parts. We so often see the nativity depicted with sweet children at church, beautiful images on cards, or handcrafted versions on our mantles. But the actual birth of Jesus came at a time that was anything but beautiful or sweet. Conditions for the Jewish people under Roman occupation were harsh and devastating. God had been silent for 400 years, and I have to imagine many were growing complacent and tired of hearing that someday a Messiah was coming. Still, among that dark and bleak time, our greatest hope burst through. Just like Julie said, with the Christmas lights breaking through the darkness, hope broke through the pain and sadness and was born. In the second chapter of his book, Luke writes, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with an angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Unquote. This can be found in the New International Version of Luke 2 verses 1 through 20. When we feel depressed and struggling with this Christmas, we can find comfort knowing Christ was born among a time and people that were really struggling. Growing up, I'm sure he felt the pain and longing of those around him, but he came to give us hope, healing, and a future with him for all eternity. It is okay if we are struggling this year. The Bible doesn't say we are not allowed to grieve. We can lament, but let us turn that lament toward Jesus and seek him amidst our pain. Last year, during a tough Christmas season, I came across a song entitled Just Because It's Christmas by Ann Wilson. Let's end with some of the lyrics to that song. I think they beautifully summarize what Julie was feeling and clung to. Just because it's Christmas doesn't mean your heart don't hurt. Just because it's Christmas doesn't mean there's peace on earth. Joy to all the world can be the hardest time of year, but see the star even here. Bring your wounded heart to the manger. Fall down at the feet of the king. When thrills of hope don't find you, he loves you just the same. You don't have to be okay just because it's Christmas. He's healing for the broken, and he's home for all the lost. He's comfort for the weary, sent from heaven just for us. So you don't have to hide your questions deep within your soul. Emmanuel already knows.
0: Thank you for joining us here at Motherless Daughters Ministry. If you need more nurturing words, we encourage you to have a listen to other episodes of this podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button so you can join us again next time.